तो नमस्ते दोस्तों वेलकम बैक इट्स बिन दिस टाइम होपफुली वील कीप बेकरी गोइंग फॉर वेरियस रीजंस देयर वाज अ गैप बट आई एम ग्लैड दैट टुडे वी हैव स्वाली विद अस वी हैड द लास्ट टाइम टू स्पीक अबाउट कश्मीर और ये जो तालिबान का पूरा मसला चल रहा है आई थॉट इट बी नाइस टू गेट हिज पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू ऑन इट स्पेशली इन रिलेशन विद इंडिया सो वेलकम स्वाली टू स्टार्ट विथ Uh, I thought if you could just give us a background of the situation now, but in a historical sense. So uh, you have the the British, the Soviets, so on and so forth, and then the Americans. And so if you could just uh, paint a picture as to ye final cheese jo hua abhi, what has gone behind that? Yeah. So the story starts from the great game that uh, British played in Afghanistan uh, area, the, that region. to basically stop the communist ussr and china from gaining access to the oil wells in the middle east because that land uh, afghanistan is right in the middle of that central asia and uh, west asia and all that middle east so the part of the great game was that they wanted to exert influence in that area and to deliberately keep that uh, area you know backward and or at least uh, anglophile you know that's what the british started and in fact pakistan lose its existence uh, for the great game it was because of great game that uh, the partition of india was uh, planned by the british because what they thought that is that they need a highly military uh, you know some a country where there is uh, military uh, control which can uh, then you know the northern areas of gilgit baltistan and all they wanted all that to a block pakistan to block uh, to have in exert influence into afghanistan and prevent the ussr and china and other people to gain access in fact kashmir uh, improbably the 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 part, partition of kashmir jnk princely state that also owes to the same uh, logic because without having gilgit baltistan and uh, uh, pakistan occupied jammu and kashmir as a part of Kash- uh, pakistan pakistan supply lines to the northern areas would have been hampered because The, the islamabad rawalpindi ghq it was like within shooting distance from the border of jnk so british are uh, basically wanted entire kashmir to go to pakistan so that their northern thrust is uh, this thing it starts from early from the dogra regime and how uh, british uh, these army uh, deployed themselves in gilgit baltistan in fact in fact when the partition happened the first thing that the british uh, officers there did was uh, hoist the pakistan flag without the accession because they were very clear that they want that to uh, with pakistan so it's part of that and uh, this entire thing that uh, has happened so now why they are withdrawing now this was then taken over by uh, soviet and then the us now why why they are now withdrawing is basically now they are not dependent on uh, middle east uh, oil at all usa is very self sufficient it has lot of reserves and has explored in uh, alaska and all now they have no need to block but 
even while leaving, they made sure that it will go back into its backwardness and again create a roadblock, even without them being there. So that, you know, for it to catch up with the civilized world, it will take another 20 years. And by that time, the space race would be at its peak and these things wouldn't matter at all. So that's the background of that. Yeah, so it's very interesting. And uh, now as we were speaking offline, you mentioned, right, that uh, at the end of the day, the fact is that Islam has won. And uh, I think that's a very telling uh, insight into this whole thing. Because now, uh, as was discussed, you know, Afghanistan has become a colony of Pakistan. At the end of the day, that's the reality. Uh, so, so how does India look at this whole thing? How do we... Uh, because the last time the Taliban was around, we know what happened in Kashmir. We know uh, what was going on in Punjab. We know all those things. So, uh, what do we look for now? The, 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 the reason Afghanistan had an influence on Kashmir at that time, because most of the militants or terrorists who crossed over to the border were, were trained by the veterans, Afghan veterans, because they knew how to operate guns and Kalashnikovs and all that. And uh, that is the reason. In fact, some of the counter-insurgents said also fought uh, with the USSR and then they returned. They were uh, pro-Pakistan initially, but then they once they crossed over, they saw the mess there. So then they joined the Indian counter-insurgency and all. So their training had a two-side effect. It's not as if that only the terrorists, the, the people who then finally crushed the terrorism Kashmiris, they were also trained by the same people. So what I see is that Pakistan by uh, venturing into, and now as you, uh, we can hear that they are doing the aerial attacks in Panjshir with the Taliban and all. So we should have no doubt that Pakistan and Taliban is one. It's the loss of Afghans. And uh, you can see the Masood supporters and other people who were friendly with uh, Pakistan and now Pakistan Murdabad. So it has created a lot of mess, a lot of hatred against uh, Pakistan. Even the operations that they are going, it's also going to uh, bite them in the ass. So I, I look at it actually as the, it is like the, uh, rather than a new threat, it is actually Pakistan getting spread out thin in the Afghanistan and with the Durand line and other things and then TTPK, TT, TTP and all that. So what I see is that our enemy is basically Pakistan. And Pakistan now has uh, bitten more than it can chew. Yeah. So actually it is good for us rather than bad because now it is going to be embroiled in these kind of issues, the lashback, and people are already talking about, let's have Sharia in uh, Pakistan. Now, coming back to your point where you were saying Islam, the type of Islam, let's first uh, uh, set aside this myth that there is a liberal side in Afghanistan, like some people are saying, uh, posting, you know, uh, Amrullah Saleh or uh, right. as a liberal and this thing and Taliban as this thing, that is completely wrong characterization. It's because if you look at the Pew survey, 99% of Afghanis want Sharia. So uh, even the Loya Jigira Jirka that meeting they had, they always right from 1990, they have been talking about the Sharia only, all about all 
the there there is no difference between tajik treatment of women and hazra treatment of women or any of these uh, sunni shia that kind of it right islam is one basically because it has one or two primary sources which are uh, immutable as of now there might have been some flux in the beginning when it was in the formative years but now it is like sort of like uh, written in concrete uh, etched in stone kind of a thing so there is only so much of deviation you can do and when it comes to when push comes to show they will all come back to the primacy of quran and nubuwwat and all that kind of a thing so all these differences that people are talking about is uh, nonsense there is no liberal side on it all of them whether they are for example if we look at the afghan government which is like supposedly backed by uh, you know uh, us and is uh, then uh, progressive and all no not really say for example in 2006 afghan court sentenced a man uh, for blasphemy to death it is only because of uh, us pressure that the afghan government relented but not without putting up a great resistance of that interference in their internal matters that 2016 that stoning unto death that woman that was that gruesome video that we see that happened under the afghan government and uh, it is uh, and police was watching and uh, it is only after the international pressure that they had to sort of uh, take action against the people involved in that but you have to understand why they want sharia they are not going back to uh, their roots as you uh, some would think on the contrary they consider that sharia is an improvement over the pakhtunwali tradition there right yeah. like whoever has gone there they know that these are people who will just shoot off for any offense no take no prisoners they will just kill somebody they basically are a law into themselves each clan each family each man of the family head of the family how he treats his women they are like this thing so with sharia at least there's a court system which they, they didn't have they had kangaroo court instant justice kind of a thing so because of this they consider sharia as a step forward from what they come from we have to understand that afghanistan has been deliberately kept behind the curve because the people who are too primitive they are resistant to change and other things and they are going to going to create problem for whether it was the british or the soviets or the us or now the china china and pakistan anybody comes here they are going to have a problem so there are two things liberals say that oh talibans are bad the other ones are good that's wrong characterization the islamists are happy at taliban because they also have the same misconception they think that the afghan government that was hosted was a puppet government and was anti islamic no they were not they were the northern alliance who were islamists like rest of them and they were the ones who fought against the ussr so so these are wrong uh, misconceptions and some people say that oh deobandi connection so is the deobandi a danger then to uh, india i would say that if you look at pakistan you see that the attacks have happened uh, on barelvi masjids and other things so it sort of gives us a impression that these people are fighting so one of the guys would be good and one of the guys would be bad but if you look at mumtaz qadri who was he was a barelvi 
and inspired by uh, his uh, assassination of uh, Salman Taseer for insulting yeah. the Mohammed, there was a knife attack in uh, UK by a Barelvi on a Jew. He was inspired by Mumtaz Kadri. Imran Khan had to apologize. He was uh, Barelvi's ganged up against him and said that he insulted the Prophet uh, by saying that he might have lost uh, his confidence when he stopped receiving uh, uh, revelations and he might have doubted his sanity and all that. And he was, for just making that observation, a speculative one, he was, they were like, he was uh, forced to render an apology. So if we look at it, basically, Barelvis, they are the ones who are Ashiki, this thing. They are like that kind of a cult, like, like uh, what you can say that Ram Rahim kind of a cult, where they are completely in the praise of Muhammad whom they consider as the, what you can uh, consider as the ideal person for eternity and all that kind of a thing. So while they are into what uh, the Deobandis call individual cult, that uh, insan parasti, hmm. and saying that they should not be there, they are creating a intermediary between this thing. So Barelvis have given a fatwa against the Deobandis that they are Gustake Rasul. While as the Deobandis call these people as tomb worshippers and other things. So it is basically a difference in uh, tradition, in the tariqa, the way they operate. So, so you have more chances of being killed like Talun Kamlesh Samari by the Barelvis than the other guys who are probably more amenable to the idea that Muhammad was great, but he belonged to a milieu and a time and he addressed that time. So they are probably more amenable to progress than the Barelvis who go back to the, uh, you know, uh, Hadith more, rely more on the Hadith part, you know, and all that. So if we look at them, these kind of things, artificial divisions, they are between them. It is like the Shia Sunni kind of a thing, but it's like wolves fight with each other all the time, but when they go to hunt, they hunt together. It's like that kind of a scenario. Not to say that Gyobandis or Barelvis all are uh, bad people, but Islam is one. It is only the difference in Muslims that is, uh, this, uh, you know, that is the exist in their methods rather than that. So you can call the Deobandis as the, of the Pakistan as gun-wielding uh, gun uh, Islamists. And these are the chaku-wielding assassins, the ones who will call, drop to your home, tell you that, you know, you stop talking about this and stop insulting our religion and all that. So they are basically two sides of the same coin. And I wouldn't say that one is better or one is other is worse. So, yeah. It's basically that uh, thing, you know. It's interesting that you mentioned this because this is something else I wanted to touch upon. Okay. One thing very interesting was your emphasis that Afghanistan is basically a tribal culture. So Sharia is probably a, uh, I don't know if the, it's the right word to use, but a more civilized way of living. Uh, but, yeah, it is a relative term. It's a relative progression. Correct. Not in, like yeah. they, are, they are way behind the curve. So it is almost like now they are in the middle ages and uh, modern age, we don't know because now America has left it in a reset button where Taliban is back. Yeah. But 
But uh, hey, coming back to since you mentioned, you know the effect uh, this is going to have on Pakistan and uh, and uh, see anything that happens to Pakistan is bound to reflect on some way in some way on India. So uh, I mean, moving away from you know terrorism, oega, ye oega, oega, and all. Of course, uh, those are matters to be discussed. But uh, since you mentioned uh, Deobandis and Barelvis, uh, and I told you this offline, ki. Uh, a lot of us, especially Hindus who don't, uh, you know, really uh, look into these things, have no idea about the seat of Islam in India and what a big role Indian, uh, you know, uh, schools of thought have played in Islam generally around the world. So, uh, I mean, like the Deobandis also till today, they are based in present-day India. They are not based in Pakistan or Afghanistan. Uh, and But they are the thought leaders. So, uh, I'd like you to just tell us ki, what is this, uh, you know, story because we have the partition, we have all these events uh, that are directly related to the, these schools of thought. Uh, but we spend far too little time trying to understand. See, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that uh, those Devandis uh, did not support uh, partition hmm. at that time. Yeah. They had a different, while a lot of people try to paint it as a patronizing, but it is more like that, why should we cede our space? Correct, yeah. yeah. Kind, of, kind of thing. So I don't have any anxiety about any threat coming from them, more than any threat coming from Quran itself. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, say that we need to be worried about that, but yeah, as regards Pakistan, it acts as a buffer state, right? right. So so the thing is that there's a lot of fear mongering that is uh, happening that, oh, so many weapons are left behind, now they will use it against this thing. No, they will use it against, uh, Afghans will use this to, to kill other Afghans, to keep them in line. And uh, and there is no tactical advantage that a gun or a jeep or a helicopter has, which it is not like some uh, cutting edge technology that will be like, oh, we don't have this uh, system against it or something. If we look at it, Afghanistan never had a scarcity of guns. Even when the country was reeling with uh, extreme food scarcity in the year 2000, they had enough, they didn't have food, but they had enough uh, ammunition to waste on uh, Bami and Buddha. Yeah, yeah. So it is not as if a new cache of uh, weapons or something will suddenly tell them, okay, let's use it here. No, it's not going to happen. They are going to use it against Afghanistan and against Pakistan. And uh, the thing is that uh, even Pakistan can't trust uh, Taliban, even though they are the handlers and they are handling the security because Taliban is keeping the game open. It's saying that we can't control our uh, ranks. We can't control our foot soldiers. So that essentially is a kind of a an advance excuse that tomorrow if something happens to Pakistan by TTP, don't come to us, talk to them. <laughs> so, so, so even Pakistanis can't trust Taliban that it will stop. So India expecting that if they pay them some money or something that will stop them uh, from activating some cells against India or this thing, no. Mm. They have relinquished responsibility right from the beginning. We shows that they have yet a lot to learn like, how to act like a state. These are just a ragtag, illiterate uh, people. They might have a, a uh, you know, a PR uh, 
agency in steroids may be you know counseled and uh, and prepared for you know like these press releases and all that give it sound very too good to be true yeah but yeah. below that they are saying that we can't control anyway which even the afghan government didn't uh, control when it came to you know uh, stoning and all that kind of a thing so it is basically going to this thing that pakistan was created uh, for afghanistan now pakistan and afghanistan is become one and it will basically spell the beginning of end of pakistan as we know it because pakistan thought that okay it can use its pashtun because uh, afghanistan is majority pashtun uh, this ethnic group so they thought that they can use their uh, this thing for strategic depth for you know establishing a fraternity with the taliban but the frankenstein monsters they are able soon now ask for a separate kpk to be yeah. you know khairbar khairwala yeah. to be this thing so it is going to be extremely dangerous and extremely dystopian for pakistan in the times to come even as we speak there are attacks going on and now they can't even tell taliban to stop because it's like one hand talking to the other taliban is their own creation right yeah yeah so so in order they find all this uh, america phobia death to america and all that so that they create these terrorists for subdue whom they take money from uh, us yeah. it's like a cycle kind of a thing demand and supply Absolutely. so now after all this now there are going to be some people say that hey remember pakistan used to kill us hunters with the us you know even while they say as uh, this thing so they don't even trust each other they they don't trust each other now india might think that okay you know uh, enemies enemy no they are not they are like i told you devan barelvi but finally they will be one when it comes to certain things but their internal discord right now is going to spill uh, so much into pakistan that pakistan will be incapacitated to basically focus on india and all india needs to do is to maintain pressure on the loc and pakistan is going to fall apart because it's going to be like a you know anarchy in that uh, place so i don't see it as a people who are threatening that these new weapons or other things it's not going to, uh, to uh, it's going to add to their troubles because though i that those weapons are going to be for internationals we are seeing panchit what is what is happening yeah. where are the where is the equipment being used and people also forget that india as the loc stands together to, today it's not its border does not touch you know uh, afghanistan so whoever will come from afghanistan will have to come through pakistan area right and with balakot we have, we have given sent them a signal that balakot strike was not done in uh, pakistan occupied gnk it was done in khyber pakhtunwala region right so they know that these guys are now preemptively going to stop any advance or something so gider ki jab mohurat aati hai to india ki taraf bhagta hai so now we are not that this thing that we will be scared of anything if we see a mobilization because due to satellite imagery and all now these things can be noticed 
a mass mobilization can be noticed this thing we can uh, watch we have constant watch on their terrorist launch pads and other things so even if right now there are some afghans who are spilling over to pok and this thing when the time comes we will take them out and just like pakistan uh, conducts uh, terrorist attacks in india under the umbrella of uh, nuclear uh, um, nuclear umbrella that because which prevents it from escalating into a full going war we can also conduct uh, surgical strikes not terrorism but surgical strikes and our nuclear capability will uh, prevent escalation just like they had to return uh, you know abhinandan in two days yeah. that is how scared they were so so people who are analysts who are trying to do is they are basically trying the old this thing that they will try to scare you some somebody and try to say give them money the facilitators in between people or dalal as we should call them in hindi so they will try to create a, it's like a protection racket but if you pay them money then they will stop attacking you no they already said that they can't control anybody so why should we pay them and why we have to recognize that taliban was not popular though they are the same their sharia is the same is this thing but they were not popular if we believe be the pew uh, survey then we have to believe other surveys we showed that people of afghanistan were happy that taliban uh, was deposed in you know uh, removed in 2001 and 20 years of slightly better uh, human rights record uh, like women participation and other things they have given them a taste and one generation 20 years is one generation one generation of women who will now have children and other things they have tasted a bit of that uh, women's emancipation and other things and if you say recently there was a protest in afghanistan by women saying yeah, that yeah. they were marching and they were saying that they want so so afghanistan is also not going to go back into 2001 easily because a full generation has seen a world and is exposed to the outside world without taliban you know with a with a slightly more this thing. so it is the taliban who will have to come through give some concessions rather than the other and this is true even in the urban areas people there want sharia you will see in urban areas 90% will be having you know burqa full cover and all that particularly in uh, this thing because in in probably villages you are working on your field or in your home or something you don't really wear it all the time but in urban areas you have to wear it because yeah. it's more dense strangers more strangers around and all that kind of thing so i would say that india doesn't need to worry and doesn't need to get desperate to appease uh, taliban while maintaining that channel because there is clear that afghan government also did a deal with it if we look back in 2010 karzai approached the saudi arabia officials and started the process of uh, getting the taliban into the mainstream but their bob the matter that time said that until you give us uh, oba you know osama bin laden i was about to say obama bin laden <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice freudian slip <laughs> yeah. so, so so afghan government has been uh, 
trying to get Taliban in the mainstream from 2010, from before even Osama was trophy killed by Obama to ensure his re-election, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. We have to understand that, Muslims need to understand that they could have caught Osama bin Laden in 2001 itself in Torapura, but they let him go because they didn't want the so-called war on terror to end. And even though there were reports that he was spotted in, you know, this place, that place in Pakistan, in Iran, in uh, Afghanistan, in Waziristan and all, there were reports, they ignored that because they didn't want to catch him. And they just kept him safe. Some people say, assume now that it was in Pakistan only, but there are other people who say that it was in Iran. But, uh, but forget about those stories. The point is that he, they always knew where he was. They didn't want to catch him until it became expedient for Obama to get that trophy. And we didn't see any video or any footage or any evidence of that kill actually. All we have is a movie. Mm. CIA funded this movie. So the thing is that we have to, Muslims have to understand that they are being played. They said that it was a victory against something. They don't realize that they are, they have been killing each other yeah, while exactly. pretending to be uh, overpowering super, superpowers. And USA is leaving when they don't need uh, Middle East to be blocked from this thing. And now that Democrats are friendly with uh, China. Like That's another story. Yeah. Connection. So now they don't want to block uh, China also. So they said, okay, let's withdraw. But mind you, many of the things that are happening can change if uh, the Trump returns or the DeSantis or somebody. Because they have a different view about China. More hardline view about China than, uh, you know, Biden. Hey, but uh, coming back to... Uh, Obama 2.0. Obama was far better in my view, at least. Uh, Biden, so... I uh, meme recently Biden and Kamala Harris. Buddha Biden, Kamala Chachi is going to push you off the staircase. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, was, that was the first thing that, uh, that was during the presidential election. Yeah, yeah. You have to understand that, that Kamala Harris is so bad and so unpopular in uh, USA. I think uh, probably Ilhan Umar would be the more only one who is more hated by uh, Americans <laughs> than Kamala Harris. So Kamala Harris is actually Biden's insurance why he won't get uh, impeached because then Kamala Harris will come. Yeah, so, they will have this, so they will rather have this old man who is completely in his own, uh, you know, a zombie kind of a thing. <laughs> they would rather have him than Kamala Harris because he's not going to, she's going to be worse. Yeah, yeah she's, uh, but anyway, uh, not getting into that uh, conversation. Oh, uh, I wanted to get back to, you know, because you mentioned uh, first of all that Muslims need to realize that they are being played. I think this statement is very, very important. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, I asked you earlier also about, uh, you know, these schools of thought like the Barilvi, the Deobandi, because India today also arguably has, you know, 250 to 300 million Muslims. There's a lot of Muslims in India. Um, how do Muslims in India uh, re respond to this? You know, not as a strategic problem or a tactical problem, 
but just as a general consciousness because our entire region outside of india uh, with the exception of china and say sri lanka mein jo crisis ho raha hai wo alag hi ho raha hai let's not go there but uh, you know bangladesh pakistan afghanistan iran all these countries uh, have you know more or less descended into a, a very extreme form of islam if i may say so uh, i mean tell me if i'm wrong but thanks to the us thanks to the us you see that how they do, uh, demolish the uh, you know uh, before the you know these khmeenis and all came before that it was a liberal and slightly industrializing uh, society where exactly. women were yeah. you know going exactly iran and afghanistan both i mean uh, they So you have to look at it. What I said that the West doesn't want these areas to develop, and without women's parts, equal participation in workforce and her industrialization is impossible. No, yeah, but uh, I mean I understand that, and I've seen it. You know, in Bangladesh also, uh, when I was traveling there, I saw that this is an Islamic country where women make a huge part of the workforce in the textile industry and all, the, and it makes a big difference. But I wanted to ask you, ki how? Does an Indian Muslim or uh, you know random Indian Muslim on the street look at all these things? What what does he see uh, with his yeah. uh, you know theology and all that in in the background? Yeah, let us be clear that all uh, Muslims around the world, not just India, are uh, exuberated by the victory of uh, Taliban versus uh, superpower or something. it is a it arises from this jubilation arises from inferiority complex that uh, that it is the victory of islam over uh, superpowers or something i will tell you why they do it is because of the narrative that tells them they won when they don't realize that they are being screwed again right now what independence did they won us did withdraw it it was not defeated and uh, now it is a now it is going to be a vassal state of pakistan and china and iran and uh, russia again right so if you look at it afghanis are using pakistanis against afghanis so they don't realize it is basically that they have this false narrative that they are all mistaken and they think that it was the sheer will or sheer power of islam and iman over batil and evil so because of that it is like the comforting lies that they like to hear they don't want to go into deep so the fact is that they are uh, happy about it somebody will try to say that you know no no don't support them and all but those people are the ones who are trying to see what kind of a that it gives a narrative advantage to the hindu rashtra people so that is why they are saying that no we uh, are not supporting or something but those are the ones which are very minority i will tell you all around just thing people are like enthused or something that you know these islamists but that arises from the same misconception that i connected in this thing that they consider the previous afghanistan government as non islamic or islamic or something like that or british or this us too no they were the ones that was the alliance which defeated ussr not out of their iman but because of the guns and uh, supplies by the usa so they had to see in context that ussr was defeated by usa through uh, afghanistan now 
USA's uh, job is over there. Now it doesn't want to stock that oil and that kind of thing. They have enough oil of their own. So now they left by leaving it again in kiosks where it will spill over, over Pakistan also because now Pakistan is also not going to get money for uh, controlling Afghanistan, right? So, so the thing is that it is not a win uh, loss of USA. And if tomorrow now they start this IS, ISIS-K and Al-Qaeda and Turkmenistan and Uyghur Muslim and all that kind of thing. That is going to be other friends that they are going to create in which Muslims will be killed in large numbers, whether by China or by USA drones, which still has shown the capability to strike at will, you know, at any time. And the thing is that in all of this, Muslims are going to this, uh, they have to give up this kind of a thing that that you are going to become great and defeat a superpower, even if you don't know how to, you know, create a two-bit circuit. And they think that they can do it out of sheer perseverance. And this is all lies that they have been fed to them so that they keep on fighting, you know, generation after generation. But it's like 50, 60 years of generations have gone down the drain. And uh, that is it. Like if you look at MBS, He's trying to, he also realized that now the old, they were the ones who were happy with terrorism as long as it is carried out outside uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But now they also are uh, pulling back all that Wahhabi and kind of a thing. So we are living in an age of nationalism now where all these international cowboy or this kind of, you know, <coughs> tail wagging the dog and all this is going to continue at some trade level rather than at uh, this kind of a political level. Because I don't think that world is going to tolerate any meddling with these kind of things anymore. If we have to, if the age of Aquarius or whatever, if we have to go into the new stage, the age of this thing, it is going to be different from the, this thing and certain things that were considered normal or something, they are going to end. Those things are going to end. So 20, this 21st century was like, very violent, like 20th and 21st, like one of the most violent in history. But they only consolidated uh, people and uh, internationalism is now the thing, you know, internationalism. But there are also some people like George Soros and other things, they think that nationalism and internationalism is incompatible, which is a wrong concept. It is only when we account for our people, then we can invite somebody to come in. Right now, we don't know who is who and following whom. So that's why what's happening is that whether it's Erdogan or Modi or Trump or Putin or this thing, or whether it is, you know, Thailand or any other place, you know, there is a kind of a thing that first we need to take care of ourselves before we go offering langar and helping other people, you know, around the world. So Vasubhava Kutambikam is not an end in itself. Yeah. First, you have to take care of yourself. Like we say, <laughs> that we have to first correct ourselves, then we correct our family, and then the society and other things. It starts like that. So now, all these lectures of USA about democracy and all have also fallen uh, apart because those fake narratives were uh, propounded by state mouthpieces, their newspapers and other things. But now due to social media and all people say that what the hell, they are supporting 
they did a deal with Taliban to use the Afghan government and now they are talking about uh, democracy. They did an election broad, in broad daylight and they are yeah. talking about democracy. So many of the holy uh, cows, the sacrosanct kind of ideologies and other things, now people are saying that, okay, if people, uh, majority of people in Afghanistan want Sharia, let them have. Only thing is that in India, that can't be possible. So what is preventing Indian Muslims from taking that path is that they are, thankfully, they are a minority here. Not really minority, they are like the second largest uh, this thing. They won't make an electoral this thing that they can change the constitution. That is the what is preventing uh, India from descending into the same backward. Uh, this thing is the presence of Hindus. Had there not been any partition, you know, had there not been any partition, then anything goes, and then probably there won't be have been many Hindus also. <laughs> so there are, there are regarding Indian Muslims. I have to tell you that this is very common among uh, people to think that. The people who seem nice that, oh, partition was bad. And you think that, wow, well, now that is a patriotic uh, Muslim. But what he means is that we would have been ruling the entire uh, India then. We would not have been confined to geographies and we won't be so weak inside there that, you know, Hindus can decide the uh, dominating narrative and other things. So I would say that uh, the, the, Buffer system uh, therefore India is not really Pakistan also, let it go to hell. Hmm? It is the presence of Hindus, which keeps these people in check because they can't say certain things outside of very private or something like you go to a butcher, he will tell you certain things that he is happy when Hindus die or something like that. But I would say that even right now, people do realize because of see, the thing is that what uh, what participation of Indian women into jobs and other things, which is happening? This is the this is the main path for any Islamic society to progress, and that is happening in India. So so we don't have to worry about them. Like they wishes if wishes could be horses, then there will be these Akhand Bharat who will say that Afghanistan could be no Superman Swami and his stupid rhetoric <laughs> and all that. So if if the wishes were horses, then you know uh, people will be flying to the moon on the horses <laughs> and pigs would fly too. <laughs> so 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 I would say that it is not that generally people or ideologies are good, but there are certain geographical peculiarities of different region that trumps over other uh, global forces that try to distort it. So India in that way, the largest, one of the largest Muslim uh, communities in the world is sort of uh, clustered in a, diluted in a Hindu population, which is, even though they try to do ghetto-wise where that is where the most radical uh, this thing happens. But still, because of job opportunities and other things, people just, you know, a Muslim, like, he will probably, you know, get a job in uh, some uh, refrigeration repair company or something, visit and do his job. Very hardworking, 
you know, and they are not bothered about these kind of narratives that emanate out of those, uh, you know, butcher shops and masjids and other this thing. India doesn't have to worry anything about from Indian Muslims because there are checks and balances already in place. And in fact, Indian Muslims should be thankful that they are living in India. Because whatever we may say, we might have laundered or something, but India has been able to keep itself relatively safe from the meddling of Western powers. Like nobody survived the Cold War, this thing. So because we didn't take a non-alignment policy, we didn't take a particular side, this thing. So we were ignored by both sides. <laughs> they didn't see us as a potential threat or a potential uh, you know, ally. So we were like uh, wishy-washy, you know, something. But that has helped us. And if you look at it, the world has come back to what this this multilateral transactional this thing. Yeah. What is it? That is again non this non-alignment theory, uh, policy again. So we will still, despite all the rhetoric, we still get stuff from China and from USA, from this thing, from that thing. We have we have relations with the Muslim countries which are relatively backward compared to our constitution or the Western uh, constitution. But we never, that never created a hurdle for us to be recognized them. We did transactional uh, dealings with them. So addition of another Afghanistan to that list of backward Muslim state, uh, states in our diplomatic, you know, buffet is nothing. It is just that we'll keep our contact and with them, but we should be a little, uh, uh, wary of jumping uh, to recognize uh, Afghanistan, not Afghanistan, the Taliban, because they are fighting fellow Afghanistani people. There might be a deal, but they themselves uh, say that we can't control our people. So even if we pay them so much amount and something happens, they will say, told you so. Yeah. Even Pakistanis can't trust Afghanis, Afghanis can't trust this thing. So we should treat it with a pinch of salt. We now don't even know whether uh, Taliban is here to stay, how long it will last. Because it no. is one thing to be a guerrilla and fight an asymmetric, uh, asymmetric war, this thing, and another problem to rule this thing. So in uh, Afghanistan is going through a severe drought in some region. So soon people will be, say, their followers or few supporters that they have, they'll be telling you where is the food. You know, so so China is also going to uh, not give them, it will give them aid, but it will take away that give us this town for development, give us this thing, give us that. So in fact, if Afghanistanis and Muslims are thinking that they uh, got independence from anybody, they are getting deeper into worse debts. Pakistan sure. for uh, helping them with these wars all these years already extracting a pound of flesh. Their security establishment, defense, and all will be taken care by uh, Afghanistan. So, 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 uh, Pakistan is the foreign occupation now. There, China is the foreign occupation now. And for little bit of money, these uh, Taliban people will sell Afghanistan to the highest bidder. Because now it won't be war; it will be nation building, and in the name of that. Uh, already they have the biggest, biggest loss that uh, Biden created uh, for uh, Taliban is by deliberately watching up the withdrawal. 
by withdrawing army first to create a panic and then a hostage situation so that it will uh, be forced usa will be forced to pay taliban to extract us assets see for how a creative way they found uh, to get afghanis out pay taliban their money and all these people don't understand these games all the educated uh, afghanis or anybody who was worth any had any potential they have all fled away from this thing anybody who could have helped a nation building and what we have is a very good pr team but below them all these duffers and goatherds and idiots who uh, don't know haven't seen the world and all and they are going to run the country they can't do that in fact if taliban has any sense it should beg the afghans who have fled that come back because we can't do it without you but right now they are in the high of power they don't care they don't realize that it is not land it is the people the quality of people that matters and uh, and uh, usa has taken away all their robotics teams or anybody who could have done anything teachers yeah, yeah. other things so they don't realize what a big loss than it is so people don't realize that they actually lose more in peace than they do in war it's like a counterintuitive thing anyway so from indian point of view i would say that they because of their being victims of the propaganda that it is a victory and which usa gleefully wants to accept you know that we lost because they don't want another generation saying that now let's take revenge against them so it is yeah. better for them to accept defeat and let them fight with each other now you know yeah yeah they don't need to and say it is not as if that it is gone anywhere and it is not as if it exactly. is gone in exactly all the uh, these military and other uh, these things they are in pakistani hotels right <laughs> then exactly and they can whether it is and whether it is kabul airport anybody this thing they can take out anybody anywhere and taliban can't do anything no no the us if it wants to can bomb them into the stone age wo to pata hai humko wo to ज्यादा घुसूंगा नहीं इसमें बट एक बात मेरे को पूछना था आपसे सी इन माई हेड Pakistan lost its legitimacy in 71 when Bangladesh was created that is i mean that entire project you know failed right there now and the concept of umma concept of exactly. umma also was exactly it was absolutely. yeah it was destroyed so now that this has happened and see pakistan also is a rent seeking state in the sense that bhai hamare paas nuclear bomb hai jihadiyon ke hath mein chale gaya to tum kya karoge to humko paisa dete raho ये पाकिस्तान का लार्जर फिलोसफी रहा है Pakistan army because you know all their jobs and sanity sanity civil these things they are 
studying in US and other things. They used to get money to kill Taliban, whom they now hail as the victory of them. So there is only so much of lies you can spread around without people then seeing that this is a evil state. So there are already people who are saying that you are saying that, okay, uh, Sharia is uh, great and it's the victory of Islam and all. What is preventing you from, uh, you know, Pakistan uh, adapting Sharia laws? So according to me, Pakistan did its job and now it is also left dealing with the realities that it benefited from previously. But what it will, Afghanistan is a poor country, right? So what is it that uh, this uh, Pakistan will gain from them? They might think that, okay, we will exploit their reserves, but they have a China in the room also. So it will be fun to watch China versus uh, Pakistan. So you will see a lot of people, uh, Chinese uh, workers in Pakistan getting killed on this thing. So that, you know, uh, Afghanis will say that come through, why go through Pakistan? We will provide you security better than Pakistan. So Pakistan then will try something in Afghanistan saying that no, we will try. <laughs> so it is going to be like, oh, na, you know, that, uh, so it is going to be like that. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, Pakistan is going to go this thing. It might even split into like Khyber Pakhtunawala might go to Afghanistan because it doesn't have any, what you can say, territorial reason to exist except for that it was used by the British first and then America to control and colonize Afghanistan. Oh. Now, even then, that would mean that Balochistan can also. So it could be possible that Afghanistan will take a part of uh, Pakistan, Iran will take a part of uh, Pakistan, and uh, as far as India, we don't want their part, actually. Even though yeah. we still carry their uh, this thing, we don't really want them, right? It might look bad on the map if the new map is made then eventually published and soon we'll be like, oh, Mukut and all that thing. That aesthetics will get mad. So people take a lot of time to this thing. But look at the quality of people. Yeah, you absolutely. want people who are running, you know, uh, those grooming gangs in UK to become our citizens, no? But yeah, it is good. Yeah. That, see, we might say that we are still... Uh, uh, having those seats reserved for people of Pakistan occupied Jammu and Kashmir, you know, it doesn't mean anything because we might have those re, uh, you know, these uh, seats reserved, but Pakistan has people with Pakistan implied in their head inside Indian territory, which is much more than we can speak of. Like stooges like uh, Gilani, for example, the last Pakistani in, uh, you know, Kashmir. So the thing is that these all this symbolism and Akhand Bharat and all this, we should, we should, just like I said, that we should take care of what we have, build it, make it better, and not go for all this adventure. And there are a lot of people who are saying that, oh, if India is to be a super uh, power, then we should uh, be proactive. We should go and uh, provide aid to Panjshir people. We should do this. We should do that. No, that's not the kind of Superpower we want to be. Even US is now withdrawing from that kind of a superpower. 
so yeah. all these people are basically neo steroid uh, genuinis who are young and this thing and upbeat and saying that we can do that let's fight poverty and other things first let's industrialize india we haven't in, we have completely missed the bus on that how long can services and agriculture and all that is not uh, sustainable if we have to we have to industrialize at that means that we have to have a inward focus another time this thing so for the timing now we just watch the news and just enjoy how they are killing each other because that's what they are good at and for us we have a system we have a buffer there is like the the fan the border between the loc is not the same at which was it is heavily fenced and we have drones and other things that can uh, this thing it is not going to be like this thing yeah anybody comes here he is welcome to give some target practice to our army no problem <laughs> oh they were amazing yeah they it was great speaking to you. in fact uh, uh, we'll do this again when when we know more jab structure structure ban jayega to fir maza aayega baat karne yeah it's But... a little premature how the ki oont kis karvat baithega correct it's like right now it is going to be things are going to be worse and pakistan by siding with taliban against afghanistan is going to backfire on them and uh, we can just watch because it is like a little bit of i have a little bit of sharon fruit a kind of uh, perverse uh, pleasure in seeing all these people who attacked us and killed our people to watch them uh, embroiled in their own problems yeah call me uh, antithesis of peace <laughs> but I am quite happy to see it spill over in Pakistan. We'll have a balcony seat. We'll not get affected, you know, by all what it goes there. But yeah, there is a perverse pleasure in that. I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, on that note, आज का कार्यक्रम खत्म करते हैं. I think it's been very informative. Thanks a lot for joining and for sharing your views. Yeah, there is little time I could have gone into the individual myths that are perpetrated and how they are wrong and other things, but it will become. Then I will. You know, we cover a lot of ground. I think it's. Then I will do. A, we'll do sessions and we can pick up myths and get into them. You know, uh, but uh, we'll do that another day. Uh, thanks, Swale, for joining here. I'm sure. जो भी थोड़े लोग सुनते हैं वो सुनके तो कम से कम उनका दिमाग खुलेगा थोड़ा बहुत. So thanks a lot. Hope so. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me.